We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're talking about the Portland Trailblazers, the conundrum that they're in now. Uh, they are three games out of fifth. But at the same time, they are two games out of 14th. Otherwise known as Oh, uh, It's a brutal spot to be in. Or I guess uh, they'd be 13th place. They're in 11th right now. In the Western Conference at 28 and 30 heading into the All-Star break. Um, and it's a log jam. But what does the injury to Anthony Simons I mean, if he's out for a month from yesterday, that means he'll be out for about 13 games of the 28 they have remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's out for six weeks, then you're looking at an, an even bigger chunk of this. And do the Blazers kind of, as you said, turn into the skid and do what they did last year, which is start shutting some guys down? Um, but my question is, what does that do to this team that has some pieces that are up and some assets that you're probably going to want to showcase to um, put out there on the trade market next year, a la Yusuf Nurkic, if, if, if that is a, a piece to trade? I don't think that really impacts those things. And here's the thing. They do have, when it comes, if, if they do... Excuse do... me, it's 11 games you'd be out, not 13. Okay. We're close to half. Yeah. Um the Blazers are are in a position where they can do what they did last year and kind of in the sense that Yusuf Nurkic does have a calf strain. Mm-hmm. That calf strain could re-aggravate itself pretty quick. Yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Jeremy Grant going into free agency, he's having the best year of his career. I don't anticipate him going anywhere. And in fact, there was... Likely a wink and a nod with a deal done with Yusuf Nurkic last year, who was represented by... Clutch. Jeremy Grant just moved to... Clutch. Hey-o! So, those two things could resolve themselves. What, what, what? I don't know what that means, the wink and the nod last year. Yusuf Nurkic was shut down at the trade deadline. Yeah. And part of the wink and the nod there was that in a contract year... They knew what they were getting into and what okay. contract he was going to get to. And I think that that's very much the same case with Jeremy Grant right now. Okay. Uh, but do, is there any like is there any sense, though, that, I mean, as we're looking at this, like that is a guy that um, has been inconsistent in NERC, especially after he got paid, right? Yes. In that, in moving on from him, that is somewhere where stylistically with the Chauncey Billups, too, we, we see that a, a change is 
I would I would put my when you when you've got the the two buttons in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yusuf Nurkic is on this team next year. Yusuf Nurkic is not on this team. I'd be smashing the not on this team. Not next on year. this team button. The Blazers have a first round pick from the New York Knicks. They have five second round picks that they got in the Gary Payton deal. They have other assets. They have other capital. I would imagine that Yusuf Nurkic is bundled up with that or in a bigger deal, and has moved on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now, how does it affect anything with Matisse Thibel? Because everything would be a match that they could have because he would be entering him and Can Reddish are entering restricted free agency uh, this off season. Yeah. They no, can match anything. Anything yes. a team uh, puts their way. And I would imagine that they, that they're the nice quote unquote nice thing. The situation here was twofold for Portland in moving on from Gary Payton the second. One, they needed a like for like replacement. Matisse fits that. But because they moved Gary out, who is their MLE signing, they're going to need to get another MLE signing. Well, what about if you have the bird rights and the RFA ability on Matisse Thibel, which they have, to sign him to a Gary Payton-esque deal? Now you have your MLE again, and you can use it again to go get a replacement for another position of need, likely a big. That's... As I understand it, when the Blazers went into the market last year, they were hoping to use their MLE for a backup big. Mid-level exception, by the way. That's what that means. And those were gone mm-hmm. immediately. The guys that Portland had an interest in. And so they pivoted and they went to a point of attack defender. It was down to basically Bruce Brown or, or Gary Payton II. And if you go look at the timing on it, it's pretty clear who was looking at what. Mm-hmm. Because Brown signed about, I want to believe, say two minutes after Gary, his right. deal went out. So it was pretty clear what was going on there, who was getting what money and what opportunities and kind of how things were being looked at. So you get Matisse in there. You, let's say you give him roughly Gary money, which is $8.5 million a year, and now you use that taxpayer MLE. You go out and use that again next year to kind of restock your roster with your big, and it just only thing you're doing is you're swapping out Matisse for Gary. And you can just kind of wash your hands of that whole wash situation. Wash your hands and be clear. And then with Cam Reddish... You're hoping that he hits, and he projects well, but doesn't hit so much that like it prices you out, and you get a favorable deal like the Blazers did with Nasir Little. And now, let's say the Blazers retain Reddish on a reasonable deal, retain Tease on a reasonable deal, use the MLE on a solid backup big. Now they take all the other assets and everything else they've got out there, and they make a big swing. Mm-hmm. A big swing where... Whether it's Anthony, whether it's Shaden, whether it's they tank and they they end up getting a lottery pick and that pick is included, or that's now your young guy that's on your bench. You make that big move, but now your bench, you have Matisse Thibel, you have Nasir Little, you have Cam Reddish, you have Trendon Watford, you have Jabari Walker. You need those cheap, cheaper contracts because if you go get a Joel Embiid, let's say the 76ers fall on their face, Harden goes back to Houston, the team blows up. You're going to have to give up everything to get him. So now you have Dame, Jeremy, Joel. But you have the other pieces to fill out. That's exactly what the Phoenix Suns did. Mm -hmm. They had to have some guys behind it to kind of fill things out. And this is going to be the the interesting part for me as we watch is that that is if everything falls into place. The one wrench that we've seen time and time again is one team comes in and says we're going to give Matisse Thibel more money than than he than the market would bear re- normally, and that Portland can afford. And that takes all it takes is that one team or a team with a grudge, which luckily it won't be Golden State because they don't have the money to do it. They have literally no money. But 
uh, it just takes one team to come over the top and say, F you, we're going to hold a grudge, a la the Blazers to Utah with Paul Millsap. Twice. <laughs> they did it with, with, with Wes Matthews and Paul Millsap in back-to-back years. So It's, it's been a while since anybody's done that. Mm-hmm. The closest we've gotten recently is the Pacers with DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Because they were what was happening there was there was a, a plan in place or discussions in place to trade DeAndre Ayton, sign and trade, to the Pacers for Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, packaged kind of that was discussed ad nauseum. And James Jones and the Suns wouldn't poop or get off the pot. So the Pacers said, screw you. Here's our four-year max for DeAndre Ayton. We're going to tie up your cap. Have fun paying him. And they're not. And they are. It's it's hell. They were able to save it because they got a new owner and they got Kevin Durant in there. Um, But I've been told that that's maybe something they revisit this summer is trading DeAndre Ayton because things post uh, contract just haven't been great with him. 503-864-6326. 503-864-6326. That is the fan text line. All right. Your feedback says, uh, fuel up the tank. That one coming in. Um, and look, depending on tomorrow's MRI, there's a lot on the line. There, in those there, there really is. There is. Um, this uh, text says, Sharp got nine shots last night when the number of shots should be around like 15. Uh, yeah. Getting a head coach would probably help. Oh God! If we, I'm not going to do another year of this. Okay. <laughs> well, how about the very next text that we got? What do y'all think of Chauncey so far? I, I actually, I think Chauncey Billups is doing a good job with what he is being dealt. Um, how many games, Danny, have the Portland Trailblazers had their their nine rotational players healthy for? Exactly zero. Okay. Okay. Their, their projected nine-man rotation coming into this season That's a did, problem, not, man. did not play one game. And I think that, look, that isn't just a, a an escape for Chauncey Billups. It also is a, okay, now we need to be noticing the health of this roster, yes. the health of this team, moom, moom, moom. And that, that, is a, that is your front office. That's your coaching staff. That's your training staff. It's all of it all, all put together. It's and, an organizational thing. It's an organizational thing. And yes, 100%. Because those Dame CJ teams, part of what made them so successful, they were, with the exception of Nurk's leg, which is hilarious when you think about it in this sense, that's the year that they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. But other than that, they were, Dame and CJ were damn near indestructible. Yeah. You could pencil Dame in for 82 and CJ in for, you know, 78. And this is the first time Ant has really been injured ever. So, yeah. I and like uh, I'm not concerned about Anthony Simons' health. I'm I still want to see the the whole thing we talk about all the time: consist, consistency. Yeah, consistency, consistency, consistency. That's what you need from a number two is a guy that you can rely on. Um, this text says I think Sharp is a natural scorer. He'll start averaging twenty if he moves into that starting lineup. The and they run more sets for him. I'll take everybody's action on that, and I will take the under. Yeah, I'll take under twenty. It is, I, I, I don't He's streaky. Listen, I love Shaden. He projects incredibly well. The idea that guys can just walk into twenty points in the NBA is insane. Paolo Bancaro is miles ahead of where Shaden is. He's barely doing that, and he's running the entire offense for Orlando. Yeah. Uh, this text says, I'm actually excited to see, uh, watch his team throw out either Sharp or even Thibel at the two and a combination of Thibel, Little, Reddish, and Grant at the three and four and Nurk back healthy and seeing what this team can do with Dame leading the way. I like Ant, but maybe uh, the first time 
they team Dame up with an, a non-undersized wingman since Wes has been healthy. I guess an interesting point, though, is that this finally is a time where we can see Damian Lillard with a, a defensive stalwart at the two, if if that's what you want to do, and you want to put Matisse Thibel there and Nas at the three uh, and Jeremy at the four, or you know you just get a different look and a different style of play. Oh, they're going to try a, a bunch of different things. The problem is there's with Ant injured, and I've said this ad nauseum, without him they only have one other player who can dribble, pass, and shoot. That's Damian Lillard. Yeah. You you will see teams do what they did to Washington, Washington did to the Blazers last night. If Anthony is out for any significant amount of time, they they will be more than thrilled to say, "Hey, Shaden, go ahead and create the offense." And then here, you know what? You've got to ask Jeremy Grant to do more, mm-hmm. and that is what he'll be getting paid this next this off season, right? Yep. And then and the thing that they'll do is they'll run more post up actions for him. They'll run more isolations it. for him because that's where he's comfortable creating his you offense. You have to adjust. Yes, you have to adjust. It won't be the same style of play, and that's where we'll learn about a lot about Chauncey Billups and his coaching chops, too. I think that that's one thing that we can learn if they do roll this thing out with Dame, uh, Nurk, Jeremy, and uh, Thibel, Sharp, Nas, whatever combination you want to throw out in the starting lineup. We'll learn the coaching chops of Chauncey Billups here uh, at the end of this regular season. One little note here real quick. Um, just wanted to see where, where you land on this. Um, do you know who the highest scoring rookie is in the NBA right now? Um, like in, in are we talking qualified games? Just in general. No, oh, it's uh, it, it's easy. Is it is it Paolo Bancaro? It's Paolo. Yeah. Paolo. Guess, what, guess, guess what he's averaging? What like twenty points a game? 21? Nineteen point nine. Yeah, nineteen point nine. Like I said, this yeah. whole idea that you can just roll in at twenty. It's it is listen, it's scoring in the NBA is up and it's up drastically. Scoring twenty points a game is a lot harder than people think it is. Uh yeah. Yeah. Like Jabari Smith Jr. Twelve points a game. That's that's what he's averaging. Yeah. Dan Carroll right now is at nineteen point nine. Uh Matherin is at seventeen point three. Ivy's at fifteen. Jay- Ivy was where I was gonna go mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. After Ben Carroll. The uh, Jalen Williams at twelve, Jabari at twelve, Keegan Murray at twelve, Sohan at ten. Those are your double digit scoring rookies. <laughs> and all of those guys are playing thirty ish plus minutes a night. Sheesh. It is Sheesh. very, very listen, and again, I'm not, not I'm not knocking Shaden, but like you you have to understand that just plugging a guy if it was this simple, don't you think the Blazers would have been like, hey, if it's that easy to score 20 points a game, why don't we just insert Shaden in there right now and get yeah. rid of Anthony Simons? True. That's why, because what Ant does and how he does it and how efficiently he does it is what makes him special. Well, and I, I will we'll find out what that looks like, you know, come because it'll be it'll be a couple weeks at, at least a couple weeks after the All-Star break uh, for this team. They're going to get their ducks in a row over the next week, figure out how long Ant's going to be out and make your adjustments. And we're going to see. Yeah, that that I would imagine the, the the plan one way or the other will be evident very quickly. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.